Magandang umaga po sa inyong lahat. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope you were blessed by that amazing um, Nations Update video. Uh, this, it just really goes to show that the mission of God continues even despite the pandemic. Um, that was very encouraging. And I hope you guys were encouraged by that as well. So, hello everyone. Welcome once again to our 10 a.m. service. Welcome to those who are also watching us online. My name is RB and I'm one of the staff members here in Victory. And today we'll be continuing our series called Abide. And the goal of this series is for all of us to once again be, how do I say this? Be fully convinced of how important the Bible is in our lives. For us to be fully convinced of how supreme the Bible is in our lives. How foundational, how important the Bible is in our lives. The Word of God is in our lives. That this is something that even as times are becoming more and more modern and information becomes more and more available, that the Word of God is something that we will not let go of. That it is something that we will base our lives upon and realize how supreme and powerful and significant the Word of God is in our lives and see how this impacts our life and even the rest of our walk with God. Today we'll be reading from the book of John chapter 15. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open it to the book of John chapter 15. I'd like to request everybody to please stand in reverence to God's Word. John chapter 15, starting from verse 1, it says here, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you, are, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy be in you, and your joy may be full. Heavenly Father, speak to each and every single one of us here today. Lord, I pray that after this message, Father, we would be even more convinced of how essential the Word of God is, your Word in our lives is, that we may abide in it, hold on to it, fight for our time for it, that even if maybe for some of us here today, we look at our Bibles and say, I don't even understand what, the, what I'm reading, but Lord, I pray that you're just going to remove those discouragements, remove those false mindset, Father, and I, I pray that they would have this renewed thirst and hunger and even desire to read your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Just a couple of, you may take your seats, just a couple of background to the verses that we just read. Um, in order for us to get this right, in order for us to get chapter 15 right, I know it speaks of some very strong warnings about those people who does not bear fruit, it is cut off and removed and thrown into fire. I know it sounds a little bit harsh. But in order for us to get this right and not 
focus on the wrong things and get what it get what's supposed to be gotten or makuha natin yung dapat nating makuha. It's important that we read a couple of chapters prior to this one. You see, starting from John chapter 13 up until John chapter 17, it's one long speech by Jesus. Okay? Nag-speech si Jesus ng mahaba-mahaba. From chapter 13 up and, and he closed it with a prayer up until chap, John chapter 17. And if we look at John chapter 15 as it is, we might miss out on the single most important message that Jesus was trying to say the whole time he was with his disciples. You see, during this time, he was already saying his final words to his disciples. This was, John chapter 13 talks about him washing the disciples' feet. And a couple of chapters later, he was already telling them that I'm about to go away. Alright, Judas was with them and he left a couple of minutes later. Kasi nga, his betrayal was about to happen. And at the end of chapter 17, we see Jesus getting arrested. Ano na to? Pecha di piligro na to ni Jesus. He was about to be arrested and he was saying his goodbyes and he was saying his farewells. And at this point in time, Jesus wasn't just someone they look up to. Jesus wasn't just someone that, uy, right lagi ni siya. Parang gusto mo lang maminaw sa iyaha. Diba? It's not just someone na influential na parang gusto mong makihitch or makiride sa kanya or guapo na, uy, sundan natin kahit saan siya pumunta. But at this point, Jesus, for the disciples, Jesus was someone they loved dearly. And their hearts was broken by the news that Jesus was leaving them. That their hearts was broken, that Jesus was leaving them. At one point, Jesus, one of his disciples even asked him, where are you going? Sama kami. Okay. Their hearts was broken that the, 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 the master that they love with all of their hearts are leaving them, is leaving them. And, and here we see that, and here we see that Jesus sensing their brokenness, Jesus comforting them and actually telling them, do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. Jesus was saying that because probably they felt like na-orphan sila by someone they look up to. Jesus was comforting them with words here and there. And, and he goes on to say something that's very significant here. You see, aalis na siya. Gustong sumama, heartbroken, pero sabi niya, I'm gonna go, you cannot follow me, but I'm gonna bring you there someday, I'm gonna come back for you. And Jesus goes on to tell them, in John chapter 14, it says there that if you truly love me, if you really love me, you will keep my commandments. It says there. In other translations, it says that if you really love me, you will keep my commandments. At first, it looks like Jesus was telling them na, Sige nga, patunayan nyo nga na mahal nyo ako, keep my commandments. And at first, that's how it approached to me as well. At first, parang ganun nga yung dating ng verse na to sa akin, na parang, ano ba to? Gusto ba patunayan, ni Jesus, patunayan natin? Is Jesus asking us to prove that we love Him by keeping His commandments? But what's interesting about this verse is that, Sorry, I'm magiging English teacher ako for quite some time. If you look at this from the Greek translation and look at the sentence structure, sentence, iba sa inyo, ano na yun, ano ba yan, English? Sentence structure of this verse, you will see in the next slide that the verse there that you will keep, yung keep dyan, it's actually a future indicative active tense. That's only, yung, yung, yung tense na yan, that's only available to Greek, that's not in the English, kaya medyo iba-iba yung translation. But the point is that Jesus was referring to an event that's going to happen in the future. That He is telling them that it's a future event, indicative, meaning it's going to happen, 
inevitably going to happen, that there's nothing that's going to stop this from happening. And active, meaning it's really going to be done by you. It's a future indicative action. So if we're going to apply that into our modern English today, a more loosely translation of this verse is saying that Jesus was trying to say to his disciples that if you really love me, if you love me with all of your hearts, you will eventually, naturally, and inevitably become someone who will keep and obey my commandments. That you will be transformed into someone who's keeping and obeying my word. That somewhere along the way that as you love me, it's, it, it's going to happen in the future and it's inevitable. And it's going to be natural that you will become someone who's going to keep his word. That's what Jesus was saying here. And you see, for us today, church, the reason why the word of God is significant for us today is because the word of God can sometimes serve as a mirror to see our reflection, to see which area, which area of our lives we love ourselves more than we love God. God's word as a reflection for our love for God. But one of the significant reasons why we take the time to read our Bibles every day because the closer we get to God, and here's some, a reality that when it comes to our walk with God. One reality when it comes to our walk with God is that the, more, the closer you are to God, the more sin you see in your life. The closer you are to God, the more sin you see in your life. He will constantly expose areas of your lives that ikaw pa rin yung nasusunod, hindi siya. That transformation is a lifelong process. And the reason why we take the time to read the Word is because when we see it, minsan, tinatamaan ta. Ako to ah. And Jesus is not saying na, yan, ganyan ka kasi. Kaya magbago ka na. But these are areas that God is exposing and telling you, these are the areas of your life that you love yourself more than you love me. That's why we, kaya pag, kaya pag binabasa natin yung Bible, di ba, especially in the book of Psalms, di ba, or in the book of Proverbs, may, di ba, the righteous will like this, like this, and the wicked will be like this, like this. Di ba, ang dami yung ganun verses in the book of Psalms. Oftentimes, we associate ourselves with the righteous one. Come on, come on, I claim that, that the righteous, and that's good, that's right, because of the finished work of Jesus at the cross, we have been made righteous. But also at the same time, we also identify ourselves with the wicked ones. Because these are still areas of transformation that God is calling upon our lives. The Word of God as a reflection of our love for God. That the true test of whether we really love the Lord is not in the amount of Bible verses we share on, on our Facebook page. Or the amount of tears we shed during worship night. By the way, last, last Thursday we had our worship night after two years. It was an amazing time. But your love for God is not expressed by the number of tears you shed or the number of posts you share na if, sabi na na, if you love God, share this post. If not, may masamang mangyayari sa'yo. Hindi ka papasa sa exam. No, but our love for God is seen by the amount of scripture we apply, we keep, and obey in our lives. If that being said, the question that we need to answer then is how then do we love the Lord? If obeying scripture is something that's going to happen in the future, if we love the Lord, then how do we love the Lord? Jesus answers this question in verse 21, chapter 14, verse 21, and it says here, Whoever has my commandments and keep them, he it is who loves me, 
And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Wait lang, parang parehas lang yan dun sa verses earlier. Ano pinagkaiba dun? What is, what does, it sounds familiar. It sounds very much the same. But once again, if you go back to its Greek translation and you study its sentence structure, you will see that the word keeps there, in the next slide, it's no longer a future indicative action. It is now a present participle. It is now something that's happening in the present. It's now something happening in the present. So a loose translation of this, if we're going to translate in a more modern language or a language that we can more understand, Jesus was, trying, was saying to his disciples that whoever is obeying, ing, keeping a present action, something that's happening in the present, obeying and keeping my commandments, it is he who is loving me. It is he who is loving me, present. So, how do we love the Lord? The Word of God is an expression of our love for God. You see, the Bible is telling us, Jesus is telling us that how do we express our love for the Lord when we keep here what's written here? When you obey it and apply it and delight in it. When we see it as significant and important in our lives. That we don't just read it because we victory group, but we delight in it. We love it. It's something that's significant for all of us. It's not just a reflection of our love for God, but it is also an expression of our love for God. You see, oftentimes, and when it comes to our nature as human beings, the tendency is always to prove ourselves before God. Whenever we read this verse, ang automatic translation nito sa utak natin is that God is telling us na if, I'm, if you're going to obey me, I'm going to love you. But here we see that God already loves us. That obedience is not a requirement to be loved by God. But it's the other way around that we express our love for God when we obey His Scripture. I have a question for the parents here. But before I ask that, par- that question to the parents, one question that we need to all our- ask ourselves is, why then do we obey God? Why then do we obey God? Is it because of the blessings? And, and the Bible is clear that there are blessings promised to those who obey. Or is it because of fear of punishment? Because the Bible is also clear that those who obey, who does not obey, that there is something coming for them. Why do we obey God? And I want to ask this question to the parents. Parents, which do you prefer when it comes to your children? What are the moments wherein you feel loved by your children? Is it when they obey you because may kapalit? Kasi hihingi nila yung sukli pagkatapos, hindi na nila ibabalik sa'yo, or kasi may hinihingi sila sa'yo, yun yung kapalit. Or they obey you because takot sila sa'yo. Kasi pag umuwi sila, pag umuwi kayo ng bahay, nabutan nyo hindi pa nahugas yung pinggan, takot sila, so kailangan, ayaw nilang mapagalitan. Neither is appealing to you parents. I'm not a parent, but I'm, I can only assume that it's appealing to you parents. But where do you feel much love 
Is it not when your children obey you because they know you like it? When they obey you because they know that when they obey on time, it puts a smile on your face, it makes your load lighter, it excites you, it makes you smile, you feel touched, you feel loved. See, don't, church, don't get me wrong. The Bible is clear that there are promises written in Scripture to those who obey the Lord. And also at the same time, on the same side of the, diff- of the same coin, there's also consequences to those who don't obey. But my hope and prayer for us today, church, is that we're going to obey the Lord. We're going to keep what's written here. We study what's written here. We take the time to dig deep on what's written here because we know that when we read this, apply this, we make our God happy. He delights in it. He delights in it. But not just that. The Bible also tells that an, 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 interest, an, an interesting promise here in verse 21, it says here that whoever has my commandments and keep them, it is he who loves me and who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. In other translations, the word reveal to them. In other Bible translations, the word I will make myself more real to that person. I will make myself more real. Among you, that's your desire this year. That God will be more real to us. That He's not just someone we read from. It's not just He's not just someone we hear from. Na kung pag nakakarinig ka ng testimony dito, na hindi ka na nagsasana all kasi nasasabi mo na, ganyan din si Lord sa akin. That then your knowledge of God is not just, ayun kasi yung tinuro ng pastor, or yung kasi yung narinig ko. But our knowledge of God is a personal message because I have experienced it for myself. That the reason why I'm able to say that God is good because it, His goodness was real to me. That when I sing that God is good, hindi lang yun yung dahil, dahil lyrics yun ng song, but we sing God is good because we can recall moments in our lives when God was real to us and His goodness was real to us. You see, I'm the kind of person who enjoys uh, reading and studying the scripture. It's something that I delight in. It's something that I enjoy. But I was corrected by this verse. Because here we are reminded that intimacy with God and getting closer to God, it's not just about how many Bible verses you've memorized and how, how deep you have dug in your Bible or you know all the Greek translations and all of these things. But intimacy with God is not just in the reading and studying, but it is also in the obeying and applying. And the Bible tells us that He, be- he manifests Himself. He becomes more real to those who apply the Word of God. He becomes more real to them. And another promise by Jesus in a couple of verses later on, down there it says there in verse 23, If anyone loves me, He will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Earlier in this chapter, Peter, ah, Peter, Jesus was, Peter, uh, Jesus was talking about his perfect, yun, dun pala nanggagaling yung Peter, perfect pala dapat yun, kung gusto kong sabihan. A couple of verses prior to this one, Jesus was talking about his perfect unity with the Father. He was talking about how their thoughts are one. That whatever the Father wanted, the Son did. 
That if you want to get to know the Father, you see me because we're one. We're one and the same. There is perfect unity in us, perfect love in us. That we agree on the same things and we want the same things and we're pursuing the same things. That our likeness is natural. Jesus was explaining His perfect unity and the perfect fellowship that He has with the Father to His disciples. And here we see Jesus telling His disciples, telling to each and every single one of us that because of what Christ has done on the cross, that in that day, sabi dun sa verse 20, we have been added into that fellowship. We have been added into that perfect fellowship wherein we experience the perfect unity with God and with Jesus. Kaya sinasabi natin na we, we pray that our hearts will beat the same way as His. Because when we were added into the fellowship, we were joined into the perfect unity of the Father and the Son desiring the same things, loving the same things, pursuing the same things. question we need to ask ourselves then is, how does then this connect to the verses that we just read? Haba ng intro ko, no? How does this all connect to chapter 15? You see, when we look at chapter 15, and I know for many of us, we already heard several messages about this. We've read books pertaining to chapter 15. We've heard about it. And oftentimes, the focus has always been about the fruit. And I remember when I first heard this message, ang tumatak sa akin, hala, pag hindi ako nagproduce ng fruit, puputulin ako, itatapon ako, susunugin ako. It became a condemning message. It became a message where I felt like I was not worthy anymore. Because I realized there were moments in my life that I was not bearing fruit. So, I, so while I was preparing for this message, I asked myself, ano po yung fruit dito? What is the fruit that's being mentioned here? Interestingly, if you study that verse, John never explained what the fruit was. He never took the time to explain in greater detail what that fruit is. Bible scholars and commentaries say that it's the good works that Jesus expects His disciples to do. Some of His disciples, uh, some, some Bible commentaries and some Bible scholars say that it's about the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians. But Paul never really explained what that fruit is. Because if you count the number of times the word abide is mentioned, versus the word fruit is mentioned, you will see that Paul's intention was for his disciples, for the readers of this message, to not focus on producing the fruit, but to abide in the fellowship. To stay in the fellowship. To enjoy the perfect unity with the Father and the Son. It's not about manufacturing the fruit, but it's about enjoying the perfect unity, the perfect fellowship, and experiencing the perfect love with the Father. That's why he goes on to say that, Abide in my love. You see, one fruit or one, one, we see the evidence of the perfect unity with the Father and of the Son and, 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 and us being included to it. Because it says there that if you ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. See, church, this is not the secret for all of your prayers to be answered. This is not, it's not telling you, ay, kailangan ko lang pala magbasa ng Bible para i-answer ni Lord lahat ng prayers ko. You see, when we add what we have discussed from 14, 
and about the uh, and of the unity of the Father and of the Son and us being added into that fellowship the Bible reminds us that when we ask for anything that's according to his will he will do it that's according to his will and you know what church when we start to enjoy the fellowship when we remain in the fellowship in the unity of the fellowship we start to desire what he desires and you see what does the Lord desire it's here it's written here what he desires for you for the people around you for this nation for the way you work for the way you handle your finances for the way you handle your relationships for the way you handle your everything in your life how God wants you to handle those things it's written here for us to read to study to enjoy and to apply and once again we see John and, and even when Jesus was saying these things mentioning his commandments where does his commandments fit into all of this it says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you in verse 9 it says there as the father have loved me so have I have loved you can you allow those words to sink deep into your hearts for a moment as the as the father has loved Jesus so has Jesus loved you it's in a tense I wasn't able to put it there if you study the sentence structure of this in Greek we see a unique Greek tense which we call the aorist tense and the aorist tense speaks of something an action daily action that's being done daily that it's a completed action in perpetuity that it is something that is done every day and here we see that Jesus is telling each and every single one of us that he has already loved you the same way the perfect father has loved perfectly his perfect son and though we are far from perfect because of what Christ has done on the cross for us when we abide in him we abide in this perfectly and how do we abide in this love John chapter 15 verse 10 if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love because that's what exactly what Jesus did see the Word of God is not just a mirror that shows the reflection of our love for God it's not just our expression of our love for God but it is also the way we remain in the love of God his words our Bibles is an invitation to experience the fullness of his great love for you it's not just a reflection it's not just an expression but it's also an invitation an invitation that you can refuse it does not force you to do it but it's an invitation to experience the fullness of his love you see it's very clear here that God does not love you more when you read your Bible God does not love you more when you apply the Word of God in your life but when we do so we get to experience it in a better life without moving your heads right now while you're moving here without moving your heads I want you to look up for a moment without moving your heads look up you can still see me right in your peripheral vision you can still see me 
You can still see that bluish figure moving from left to right, but it's not clear. You can't clearly see my face when you're looking up. You can't clearly see how many buttons I'm wearing and what my face looks like right now. It's there. It's complete. You just don't see it clearly. But when we fix our eyes on God, when we take the time to read this, study this, enjoy this, apply this in our lives, we get to fully experience even more what's already been there all along. And that is the perfect love of the Father, the perfect love of the Son, us being added into the Trinity. Can we all just bow down our heads and close our eyes? Let me just take this time to pray for all of you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us perfectly. Thank you for loving us perfectly. But despite you seeing our imperfections, clearly seeing even the things that we hide from you, you still love us the same. Love us perfectly. Your love completes us. And you even promised, Father, that you will make yourself more real to us and you're going to make your home in us. God, I pray for each and every single one of us that as we start to seek you when we read our Bibles, even if it's just a chapter a day, Lord, I pray that you're going to reveal yourself to us. You're going to make yourself more real to us. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to really touch the minds and the eyes and the hearts of your, of your people right now. Yes, Lord, may mga days na parang ano bang nahihirapan kami trying to figure out, Lord, what it is you're trying to say as we read our Bibles. For some of you, there have been days when you've tried reading your Bible but nothing jumps out. So you concluded, Kaminikulos. Maminaw na lang ko sa Sunday, maminaw na lang ko sa Victory Group, at least dito, kasabot ko. God, I pray for those people who are struggling in their walk with you, especially in their reading their Bibles. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will lead them to you and they will get to see you, hear from you, and experience more of you in their lives. God, I pray that even as they start to obey the Word of God in the little things, in the little things, God, I pray that you're going to become more real to them. And Lord, as we take the time to study, apply this in our lives, may we experience more of your great love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, can we give God praise? <clears throat> can we all stand as we close tonight with a word of prayer? Can we all just lift our hands before the Lord right now? Heavenly Father, I speak blessing upon your people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, infuse in them a fresh fire for your word lord you have promised that it is you who give us the who gives us the both the ability and the desire to follow you lord to those people who are lacking in desire lord i pray that supernaturally you're just going to pour out so much desire in them to read your word to study your word and even to apply it in the little things to those who are lacking strength father because of their busyness because of their schedules because of their workload god i pray that despite the load that they, they are carrying, they will see 
the supremacy and the significance of, their, of your word in their lives. That it is not something that they will compromise in remembering and recognizing, Father, how powerful this is in our lives. That it is not our Bible reading will adjust to our busy schedules, but it is our busy schedules who's going to adjust in our time with you. Lord, I speak blessing upon your people. Lord, protect them always. Lord, I speak a hedge of protection over them. Bless the work of their hands. Bless their families as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, you are dismissed. We're glad that you are here today. Uh, see you guys next Sunday. And to those people who are um, attending our orientation, it will begin in a few minutes sa ating kids' room. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon.